We are Plead the Widow's Cause, and this is the Kingdom Core Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Core Podcast. It's so awesome to have you here, whether you're listening to us on a streaming service or you're watching on YouTube. We got some great stuff coming up. We had the awesome privilege of interviewing Plead the Widow's Cause, their new band in the scene, and these dudes are just really sweet. They're awesome, funny, and we we had a good chat. We talk a bit about their new EP, Pain Split, and kind of where these guys came up from, and uh, some funny stories about photographing dead animals and um, yeah just some crazy other stuff (laughs) stay tuned you don't want to miss it also just at the beginning of the show here i want to remind you you can go check us out on patreon patreon.com slash the kingdom core podcast or kingdom core podcast i can never remember that part but uh we got some awesome perks up there and i just want to give a shout out to our core givers aaron peter jonathan lyman anthony kuchma tiffany cadenhead and blake and cody andreas uh, thank you all so much for supporting us. Wanted to give you guys a special shout out at the beginning. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Check out the podcast. And hopefully you guys enjoy. Give us a rating on Spotify and Apple Music and all that. It's been amazing having you guys' support. And we look forward to continue to do this. Here is our interview with Plead the Widow's Cause. Thanks for having us on. This is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been excited. Uh, we've been looking forward to this. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves, band members, what instruments you guys play, and tell us a little bit about the band. So I'm Dan. I play bass. My name's Matt. I play guitar. James, drums. I'm Ian, and I do the vocals. And Brett, and I play guitar as well. Sweet. And what band are you guys? <laughs> We're called Bleed the Widow's Cause. So uh, where's that band name come from, for those that don't know? Um, it comes from Isaiah. Let me pull up the verse. Actually, I should have had that. Uh, should have had that prepped. Bear with me. Sorry. All good. <laughs> Isaiah one seventeen. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's cause. Sweet. So that, that's where that's our a, name comes from. That's a great reference. What's that phrase mean to you guys? Out of all the phrases in the Bible, why that phrase for you guys? I would name? say. I know I speak for all of us and certainly things that we care about. Just the, the viewpoint of, of bringing justice, I would say, and uh, whether that be a lack thereof or uh, whether that be people who are, you know, in a position of vulnerability, um, who can't defend themselves, people who don't have a voice, people who are being oppressed, whatever that looks like, a huge part of the thing, something missing from this world is justice, you know, and that's not something that could ever be brought uh in this world, in this, in this, uh, corrupt world, you know, mm-hmm. it's something mm-hmm. we could look forward to, but it's something we can lament, but it's certainly something that we care very deeply about. And I think bringing justice and, uh, you know, providing a voice to those who might not have it, um, is a huge part of, of what we all stand for individually and collectively, you know, and that's both in and out of the band, I'd say. That's awesome, guys. Uh, you guys just released your, Debut EP launched it into the world. Pain split. You guys want to talk us through how that came to be, how you guys entered the scene? Because I only just found out from Sean like half an hour ago that you guys were uh, 
previously named something else, at least most of you in the band. I don't know if you guys all were part of that, but yeah. um, if you just want to introduce yourselves and kind of like how you guys came to be as a band and release this new EP. Yeah. So I guess it, it goes back a long time ago. Um, James, Matt, and I, we were in a band together probably 10 years ago at this point. Yeah, it's been yeah. a long time. Um, we all met through like various ways and we, we were making metal music and um, we had a lot of fun doing it. And as I guess as we got older, like, you know, our taste changed and we wanted to make a like an alternative rock post hardcore band. Mm-hmm. So that was a little project between us. Dan joined, then we had another vocalist, um, Trey, and we started a band called Harvey Cedars, which such was such a good band, by the way. If you guys have, thank heard you, of- oh, thank you, it is phenomenal. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So, so that was our first, That's like, awesome. you know, getting our feet wet into like that more alternative style of music <clears throat> that wasn't just metalcore, and um, it was good, and you know, we were having fun with it. Um, but you know, over time we just kind of like, everybody got busy with different things and, um, we wanted to do music again, you know? So we wanted to start making something like that, but this time we, you know, went a little bit heavier and, um, that's kind of how this happened. And Dan and I were working on songs, like we were just writing songs for fun. And some of those songs are made it onto the album and, you know, we were writing stuff and, uh, Got James back, Matt back, and then Brett is the newest member. You joined uh, about a year ago? Yeah, about a year ago. Wow. And we've been writing That's since crazy. then and just kind of like tweaking all the songs. Um, that, that All the songs have been written over the course of like two years. So they've had a lot of time to sit. Yeah, so kind of like towards the start of, of the thing that shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess it was a quarantine. Album. Well, we had some stuff a little bit before quarantine, yeah. but like I wouldn't call it a quarantine. I'd say a lot of it happened because there's nothing else you can do. During yeah, quarantine. <laughs> I think November of 2019 was when we started writing the first. Okay, album. it's so, been a while. Yeah. yeah, it has been a while. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. It's a phenomenal release. Like somebody sent it to me in a message, and I he, this person sends me a lot of music, and I don't tend to necessarily like a lot of what they send me. But I was just like, and so yeah, I, I put this one on, and I was blown away like right away. It's it's rare to to have something this well put together, just kind of like come out of nowhere. Like thank that's you, really yeah, thank that's you. awesome. Thank Thanks. you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really good. I've been listening to pretty much nonstop. I've been sharing it with ton. I and might I say, I've only had positive feedback on everyone I've mm-hmm. sent it to. So like everyone loves it because you guys have like that. Um, you guys have that like old school pure. I was telling Chris, it's like that old school purist style of like two thousands post hardcore, but it's kind of got the darker edge to it, and it's it's just great. So um, yeah, congrats on that release. Um, how's the reception been to it? It's been really well. It's been pretty yeah. good, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's really cool. And we were saying this before. I, I mean, it's it's cool when you know Dan was saying how you know him and Ian musically put the songs and and you know were dissected and and you know they we go over them over and over again. Parts get thrown out, songs get thrown out, new songs are added, and it's you know lyrics are added, and you know they're proofread, they're they're redone, and 
we try, you know, you try so hard to put out something that you love and that is authentic. And when people, you know, have nice things to say or really truly enjoy it, it's just, it's super cool. And I, you know, I know we're very grateful. It's super cool. I was, I was sitting here last night um, with my wife. I'm just kind of sitting beside me here and, uh, I just wanted to quickly show her some of your guys' music as I tend to with whoever we're we're interviewing next. And I I had to bring up disrespect for a voice unheard. And about a minute and twenty seconds, I think, into the song is where uh you guys kinda go into the next like the verse and just the cadence of the vocal delivery and just the music kinda it goes into like the breakdown type section. I I just absolutely loved it. My wife's just like, Oh, this is so good. What is that? Yep. Lip service is just spit in the wind. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> chunk is so good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys wouldn't mind like kind of going into some of the lyrics especially for that song like what what is the overall um message of the song kind of reflects the the name i guess like the the band name you know Mm. matt you you wrote it so like yeah you were saying it like yeah i know i did write write those lyrics and i know that uh they'd been kind of marinating for a little bit but they really like kind of exploded out when like everything was happening um we thought, I think we talked about this and like, it, it kind of officially was made manifest when everything was happening with like George Floyd and like that whole horrible, mm-hmm. horrible video that emerged. And, you know, no matter how you feel about it or the circumstances, it was just, it was devastating to see, you know, that display of, of you know, of treatment towards anyone for any reason. And, and I know that that started it and it's, you know, the, the, spirit of the song is you know like we were talking earlier like ian saying like pleading plead the cause of the widow you know bring justice to the fatherless you know what i mean a voice mm-hmm. to the voiceless and that mm-hmm. can t- you know the song that song in particular can be l- looking through the lens of anyone who you know is being hurt or look at it bringing attention to those who are swept under the rug. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When you think about the amount of children, you know what I mean? That are, are hurt or killed, you know, every year or people in um, other countries or our country, you know, who are marginalized or put down for any reason whatsoever. Um, yeah. Like we have it pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Know? We have it great. Yeah. And I know I myself, like for most of my life have had it and, and it, all my life have had it so good. You know, right. I have nothing to complain about at all in my life. And, and, you know, and looking at those things, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. It's, it's an expression of frustration towards being unable to help. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And these things are going to happen, you know, acts of cruelty, acts of violence, um, injustice people who commit crimes who you know won't see earthly justice but will face justice on the other side whatever that looks like as you know fortunate as reassuring and unfortunate as that is it's just it's one of those things you know it's an expression of of acknowledgement and helplessness you know almost so that's what that's what that song's about 
That's awesome. Thanks for uh, sharing that. So is that is that kind of what the phrase pain split means? What what what's the meaning behind the name of that and then the song pain split? So <laughs> <laughs> So I name all of the songs I write on GarageBand after Pokemon moves. Okay. So I can organize them and I remember them. I like Pokemon. So I use their, their, you know, the moves that you would use in the game. Mm -hmm. And Pain Split is a Pokemon move. Uh, And (laughs) (laughs) I just never changed it. And I was like, you know what? That's cool. I can throw that in this song. Um, that That song is like about a personal experience that I've had. Um, okay. with just, uh, giving into things in the world, you know, temptations like, and, you know, still being pulled back and you're, you're split in a way, you know, cause mm-hmm. you care about the things of the world and you care about, you know, you shouldn't, but you do. And, you know, you mm-hmm. want to want what God wants for you, you know, mm-hmm. and it pulls you apart a little bit. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, like that's kind of it was. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of where that went. Also, I didn't know it was a Pokemon move for the longest time, <laughs> and I said, "That's a really cool phrase. Let's just name the album that." <laughs> when I first heard that it was called Pain Split, I actually thought it was like a split EP between. Yeah, like, same here. That was pain. my. I was like, I've never heard of Pain. Are they good? Like <laughs> that was a, that was a um a thought that was brought up too. And we were just like, you're thinking about it too much. Let's just do it. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, it's, it's kind of dumb actually, but no one knows. So <laughs> just a little bit that I'm familiar with Pokemon. Is it like a specific Pokemon's like attack move or something? Do you know? <laughs> so not necessarily. It's, it's used a lot in like competitive battles. Um, multiple pokemon can learn it but yeah it's it's an okay. attack move that like it you, you share the damage with the other pokemon i love it <laughs> i'm glad this is here I don't know. that's great production wise Oh yeah, I, I thought the the production on this was super solid. Did you guys just record it in a, in your house, or are you guys at like a practice space? Is that where you recorded it? Um, so we recorded up in New York with a guy. His name is John Niclario, uh from Not a Recording Studio, mm-hmm. and he did a fantastic job. Like he's got a super legit setup. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like a bedroom or anything. Like super professional. Sweet. How long did you guys say uh, uh, the writing process was for the EP? So the writing process, I would say it was probably about two years, maybe yeah, two, yeah. Maybe two oh, and wow. a half Like two years and some change. Yeah, right? but there was a lot of like breaks in it too because of like the situation the world was in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, right. It definitely wasn't moving as quickly as it could have been. And, you know, some songs we had, like, like Disrespect was like a completely different song when we first had it. Okay. Um, than what it turned out to be. And then, so like True Love, for example, like we wrote that, we wrote, yeah, we wrote that literally a month before going into the studio because we had a song on the album that we, you know, I, I didn't like it. I know some, there's some parts that were okay, but we weren't cool with having it on the record. 
so we went home and like tracked that recorded that and you know and that that was it so we put that on there um so it was was weird yeah the timeline for like writing was so weird a lot of that was finding out how we wanted to sound yeah yeah Yeah, it was to vet out you know yeah Yeah. so yeah who are your guys musical inspirations like who do you guys draw inspiration from or influence from into plead the widow's causes sound (laughs) so like there's so much there's a lot yeah (laughs) we actually have a playlist on our spotify but Oh, so yeah. little secret, like all of the riffs on the record were written by Ian and I, even though singer bassist. Um, <laughs> like for me, um, I was listening to a lot of like older straight edge, like Bane, like okay. Have Heart, uh, Floor Punch, Ten Yard Fight, and you can like hear that in the fast punk parts, but also like you know, older Christian hardcore, like strong arms, stretch Armstrong, mm-hmm. sleeping by the riverside was a huge inspiration. Okay. Um, there's like a little bit of poison, the well in there for me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure Ian can name all of his influences. <laughs> yeah. And then mine were like vastly different too. Like, <laughs> like I wrote a lot of the lead lines and stuff. And a lot of it was pulled from inspiration from a uh, Flyleaf. Oh, um, okay. It's my favorite band, and they just have so many cool lead lines. And, like, I don't know, they're, it, it's different. Like, I don't hear leads like that. Yeah. I think they're really good at that. Um, title Fight is a big one, too. Okay. Counterparts. I love Counterparts. Um, yeah. And it, I guess just a lot of different Christian music, too, like lyric for like lyrical inspiration as well. Like, mm-hmm tons of bands out there with just so many cool things to say mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. cool ways of saying it. Um, there's, there's a lot, but yeah, <laughs> just some different things like that. Does the band have like a collective favorite band? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Alice and Chains. Let's go with that one. Alice and Chains, you said? Yeah, we all dig them. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool, cool. I was gonna Black say, Sabbath. are you guys one of the bands where it's like a couple of you guys are like super into pop, and then the other ones are like <laughs> into like yeah. super like heavy death metal? <laughs> you just kind of well, a little bit of that. Like, I think <laughs> I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I like more like the alternative rock stuff. Nice. Um, and I think, and hopefully it reflects in some of my drumming, some of the driving bass. And there's definitely metal influence in there, too, with the fast double kicks and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm more like downbeat type stuff, what mm-hmm. I really like. And like part of what makes our sound so interesting, because we pull all these influences from like, it's just limitless where what we each bring to the table. And it's so different and unique that like having the collection of five different opinions is so much better than at any one so i just think we get the best of every genre or at least we try to yeah yeah surprisingly there wasn't a lot of butting heads either like we're all pretty like <laughs> reflexible yeah we're all pretty cool with you know and open to new ideas and stuff like there was some stuff like i don't know about that and then it ends up working out but like we don't really like put our foot down on stuff too often unless like something genuinely stinks and we're like no this is <laughs> usually agree. but yeah yeah. yeah yeah we all kind of can yeah it seems like you guys mesh together really well. Like even just, yeah. just the way you guys like hang out right now. <laughs> 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 oh, 
of people listening are going to be like, why are they laughing? <laughs> That's why you got to head over to youtube.com slash for the rock and watch the video. <laughs> 20 minutes in. Oh, well, when you've got known these guys for so long, I mean, you know, we're like pretty much family now, so. That's yeah. awesome. How long have you guys known each other? Because I know you guys, some of you were in like a band about 10 years ago, you said? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow, it has been about 10 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Okay. yeah Brett, Brett is the newest, though. I've only yeah. met you about a year ago. I think yeah, we all yeah. did. Did you? Yeah. Know I, I met other? Matt a little bit before that. Yeah. I've <laughs> Through my cousins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wait, so how did you guys all meet? Oh, man. So, so you wow. And, you and so, I wow. met. You and me met. I was trying to, wow. 10 years ago, I was trying to start a band with a friend of mine. We were hanging in, like, my room or something. And so it was me. My friend, my brother, and my other friend, and someone brought up Ian's name because we needed a, a, another guitar player. Mm. And it was Chuck. It was Chuck yeah, who brought Chuck. you up. Yeah. Um, shout out Foreign Hands. He's <laughs> the, he plays bass in Foreign Hands. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> some, some some cool history there. He's a good friend. Um, but anyway, that's how we met Ian, and you know we gelled real quick. We have similar interests and things like that. And uh, then after that, shortly after, we were looking for a drummer. Yeah. Saw a nice. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada drum mm-hmm. cover on YouTube and by this guy. And like, uh, that's cool. Let's, let's, let's ask him. Yeah. <laughs> Got what him. song did you cover? It was Outnumbered off of the Zombie. Oh, yeah. Ooh, nice. And it was kind of funny because they, they met, there was a guy who was the lead guitarist that we first started like 100 years ago. And uh, I had actually done like a couple youth group type deals with him like in person and then like they found the video and he was like oh my gosh i know that guy oh, we no should way. like ask him to come play drums yeah <laughs> just but happened upon the video on youtube and he knew me that's so awesome. was weird that's really yeah. cool and then i met dan at like a youth group like a mutual friends youth group and yeah. like we like made <laughs> eye contact because we were both wearing under oath shirts <laughs> and like that was kind of it <laughs> like, <laughs> Through that, Dan started coming out the show. Or I guess you were coming out the yeah, show. I was. I started going with Trey. Yeah, like a little after that, you know. And I met them just through the local music scene, you know. Okay. Yeah, and we all just started hanging out and becoming better and friends and like closer and started writing music together. That's dope. And then Brett was last year out of nowhere. Yeah. We were oh, like, we need a guitar well, player, yeah. big you, time. Well, you and me met at a child's birthday party. Yes, yeah. child's birthday. Party. <laughs> <laughs> so like. Yeah, <laughs> my kids were going to my cousin's kids. your cousin's kids party. Yeah, and I met him, and I don't know. It was because you had a shirt, some shirt on, or something. I must have. Yeah. And I we probably like wearing a shirt that day. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't wearing a shirt. It was a good day. You're <laughs> just like, yo, dude, do you want to come play in my Christian metal band? <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> I see you don't have a shirt. Hey, you, on. you have yeah. a shirt. We sound like underwear. But we we found some common interests and kind of like you know we parted ways, kept in contact. Yeah. Um, and then like it was like a, a year or two, maybe I think like two years later, your name was thrown around a few times before then because we were looking for dudes to mm-hmm. play. Um, and we were still like writing, so it was yeah. like kind of it was kind of like. Yeah, you couldn't sh- play shows anyway. Yeah, Nothing yeah. was open at that time. Every, the world was in limbo. Yeah. And so finally, you know, when we we're like, okay, you know, we, we tried. Like, you tried to play guitar and sing and like, you know. Can't do it. it well, not, it's not <laughs> that you couldn't do it. They <laughs> can't do this. Can't though. do it. Like, yeah, we want, there's, <laughs> a, there's an area of precision that you want to hit. And, and, you know, Ian, when you focus on doing just vocals, I mean, I mean, 
I mean, we all, you know, we all love how it sounds and how it works out. And so we, we wanted to, you know, bring another dedicated musician. And we, I, so I reached out to Brett once again. Um, he came to practice and I mean, the rest is history. I feel like we gelled immediately, you know, yeah. and you know, that's really cool. Have you guys played a show? Cause I know you guys formed kind of drink quarantine or before, have you guys played the show since? Not yet. Not we have one cause. No. We have one coming up on May seventh. Yeah. Okay. Who's that with? Uh, that is with the drowned god, um, machine oh, arms. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. with the drowned god, machine arms, uh, so much hope buried. And it's yeah. Be- oh, hey, so much yeah. buried. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are from PA, right? He James oh, yeah. is from PA. The rest of us are from South Jersey. Oh, okay. Um, Got it. South New Jersey. Yeah. So, uh, and that show's taking place in Wilkes Bar, PA. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Fun stuff. Man, that PA local metalcore scene is just insane. <laughs> there are so many good bands in that scene. I know a lot about like the hardcore scene out there because like that's my steez. Mm-hmm. I really don't know like all the metalcore that's going on out there. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely yeah because there's you guys so much hope buried. Um, I don't know if you guys know Diamonds to Dust. Um, they're like a Christian deathcore band or As Lions and Lambs. That, that sounds real. That familiar. sounds familiar. Okay, that band is dope. Check them out. They're like they border on like death, like beat down hardcore with like deathcore gutturals. They're really sick. Okay, mm. All right. nice, very cool. Go going back into the EP. I'd say my favorite song is probably. If I pronounce it wrong, it's Diet Koresh. Is that how it's pronounced? That's, yeah, that's, that's it. Pronounced, yeah. So could you explain what that means and then kind of talk oh, about yeah. the lyrics? Because that, that chorus <laughs> yeah. is so catchy, but it reads, Integrity is for the weak. There is only truth in suffering. Luckily for me, lucky for me, you're losing sleep. Let's stop pretending that you want things different. What, what does all that mean? So I wrote this song, uh, the lyrics to this song about a a religious group, a cult down in Wells, Texas, called okay. the Church of Wells. Um, oh, I've heard and of that. Yes, yes. Um, look them up. They're you know they're very public. They're on YouTube, um, and you know a lot of the that's a lot of that song. Uh, even some of the lyrics is derived from. Uh, paraphrased quotes of some of their members and some of the things that they've said, like uh, building bigger barns, uh, forsaking the narrow path, things like that, that are in the song. Uh, I, you know, I, I drew direct inspiration from it. And I, I guess the idea, um, so a cult centers around one or, or one or more, but generally like a very small group of, uh, of people that are very charismatic and, and, and twist, what we know to be the truth just enough mm. uh, to make it completely selfish. And, and when you mix a little bit of truth in with a lie, I think it makes that lie so much stronger, especially if you can get people to believe it. Um, and so that's what's happening down in Wells, you know, and it's not, it's not unique to them. That's what the song's about. But the idea, the name Diet Koresh, I mean, we all, we know who David Koresh, you know, was in the, with the Branch Davidians. And th- the idea is that every cult, every, 
you know, movement of deception like that is just repackaged, repackaged garbage. It's the same thing over and over again. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this little group down in Wells, Texas, um, with their, you know, their leaders are college educated. They're very smart, very intelligent people. Um, they know what they're doing, I believe. And, um, you know, they're just a, a knockoff David Koresh, a diet Koresh, you know? So that's, that's the inspiration for the name and, and that song. Um, so you can actually mount it in front of any cult or any movement that's deceptive, but that's directly what it's about. Wow. That's, that's definitely an interesting concept and take on that. I, I, I'm looking forward to listening to it again with that in mind. Yeah, it's definitely the oddball of the songs. Like, like yeah. lyrically, it's like, you know, these guys are talking about all this stuff, and then that song hits you, are like, what? <laughs> you're right awesome. that after listening to a podcast about that. Yeah, I, well, that was that was a, a pointer, but I've heard of them before. I've seen that the, that one guy, uh, Moses David or whatever. <laughs> yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook. Like, I've seen their interactions online before. I was listening to uh, – to a podcast uh, called Cultish. Shout out Cultish. I uh, love that show. <laughs> me too. Love those guys. Uh, you know, they do a very good job. They're very fair and measured. They don't, you know, they're not biased. At least, you know, they try not to be. And it's very nice uh, to right. get, you know, they try to be as measured as possible and fair. And, and it's very, it's very cool. But that was a huge part of it. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely interesting, you know, um, the idea that like, you know, there's a desire in, in movements like that to create, you know, particularly with them. And it's been stated, you know, you should all be just like me because I'm like Christ, you know, almost like a twisting of like what Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, why would you want to be anything else when you could be me? Not me, but you know, their leader, (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? And so that, that's the idea. True love. You want to go into that one a little bit? I guess we're doing a track by track. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, that song, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. Basically being in all that God can still love us after all of the, like forsaking him so much and like Mm not, just not loving him the way we're supposed to. And like, one of the first lines is like, how can you bear the sight of me when I disgust myself? And like, I do stuff that I'm like, oh man, I can't believe I did that. Or I'll, you know, like, and I feel awful about that myself. And I'm like, I'm not perfect. You know, I'm, I'm a sinner. If I'm grossing myself out as a sinner and like someone who has detached themselves from God in heaven, like, and you know, like I, I don't think about it all the time and like, I can still gross myself out. Like how much worse must that look to someone who is, you know, God, who is pure and holy and can't even be around that. Yet he can still, still send Jesus to die for that. Like that's kind of what the song, the whole song is about. That is just like, how can you still love me? Like how? 
after all pushing you away and I'm going to push you away. I'm going to continue doing that until I'm dead. And it's, it's just cool. Yeah. Like it's, it's a song about how gross we are and how amazing it is that God can still love us after that. Hmm. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm getting chills as I'm reading the final section. And as you're saying that I'll read it for the listeners. It says my legs are broken and I cannot follow with your perfect strength. Carry me. I'm waiting just for you. Open my hands. Let me receive. I mean, that is just so beautiful and such a great way to end the whole EP. Cool. Thank you. I, yeah, it, it's cool because it's, you know, it, it's real. And like, I can't even open my own hands, you know, exactly. yeah. I can't carry myself. Like it's, I can do nothing, you know, and I have to remind myself of that. We have to, you know, that like, we can't do that. Um, you know, Ephesians 2 says, um, you are dead in the trespasses of sin. Like you're dead. You can't do anything if you're dead. You know, God literally has to come in and, you know, make you accept his, his grace. There's a song where you guys talk about coming into heaven with only one eye or with one arm, which, which track is that again? That's pain split. Oh, okay. That is pain split. We already talked about that. Okay. I guess I didn't talk about that part of the song. Yeah, but. you talked about that part. That, that part of the song really stood out to me lyrically when I was listening to it today. I feel like cool. I feel like that's a part um, where like we all know that Jesus has said that, but a lot of people don't apply it or really get the gravity of like the gravity of sin. He's saying literally get rid of that thing that's causing you to stumble, or else you like it will lead you to hell. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I mean, Jesus says that, you know, it's, it's in a lot of fiction, like stuff like that. Um, you know, it's something I always thought was like a really, you know, it's a vicious concept to think about, but there was like a period of time in my life when I was having, you know, a a big struggle. I mean, I struggle every day with sin, obviously, you know, everyone Mm -hmm. does, but like really hurting myself with that, you know, and and it damages you, you know, Mm -hmm. it, damages you a lot the more you live in the world like it it becomes harder to live for christ and it's more painful Mm. but i guess that's like i'd rather you know the parts of me that are left here like i want to get to heaven no matter what it costs you know i want to be with jesus Mm -hmm. regardless of you know what i have to get rid of um like i can't let go of that sin take my hand off you know Mm -hmm. and that's I, i guess metaphorically but that's yeah that's kind of where that part is from i think also too uh you know i like how you said it um just how seriously the lord takes sin and it's you know it's a battle we face every day no matter what it is everyone struggles with different things but um, it's so easy i think in this day and age you know to pat yourself on the back or to you know to let yourself, oh, you know, it's okay. You're doing your best or like sweep things under the rug or, you know, like Ian's saying, we, everyone has things they struggle with, you know, no matter what it is. It's, but 
you know, it's important, I think, to be realistic too, and, and to look at, you know, the things that, you know, as, as broken people, um, that, you know, it's in your blood, it's in your, your DNA, you know, we're born into sin. Um, but you also, you have to be realistic and, and be like, this is something that, you know, the Lord looks on and dis- looks at in disgust, you know, but it's amazing. I think too, even in that disgust, you know, it's superseded by his compassion and his love for us that he would come and just, and give everything and give his son. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just something, you know, I, I, str- I struggle even now comprehending it and understanding it fully, you know, that why he would see to see fit to do that, you know, at a people so separate from him um, that he would, he would seek to bridge that gap for his people. It's just the most amazing thing in the world. That's awesome. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's always been a focus of mine and, and my page on Instagram, but uh, the cover art. I was just wondering if you could talk about any sort of meanings behind that and exactly what it is. Cool. <laughs> I see some bones. But like, what do you guys think it is first? I th- oh, let me look at it again. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it. It looks almost like the bones of like a dinosaur, but probably dinosaur? something else. That's kind of what I see. We just happened upon a dinosaur. I wish it was a dinosaur because that'd be a way cooler story. Um, <laughs> is it a bird or something? I, what is so we uh, <laughs> one one day. This was, I guess this this was a while ago. This yeah. was probably five or six years ago. Two or three bands ago. Yeah, a couple bands ago. Um, James, Matt, and I, and our friend Chuck, we were exploring underneath this like um, this bridge from New Jersey to PA. The um, is it the Commodore Barry Bridge? Yeah, I think yeah. it was the Commodore Barry yeah. Bridge. Yeah, and there's you know there's like this um, there's a river along the way, and I had my uh, my camera with me, and I saw this deer carcass floating okay. in the water, and the water was like black, and obviously the carcass is like mutilated, and like the rib cage is like all bent weird and stuff, and it looked really obscure, and I was like, that's pretty cool. I want to take a photo of that. And I've been sitting on that picture for like five or six years and I wanted to use it for something. I'm like, this is cool. Like it doesn't look, it looks weird, you know, like it doesn't yeah. look like an animal, but you can tell it is. No, that's it's like some fur. Yeah. That's really but, cool. I dig that. It reminds me kind of um, last summer, me and my wife, we went to, um, there's like an island off the coast of where we live. And it's just kind of like a tourist area, but we're walking around and there was literally, I had my camera, we were taking photos and there was a dead mouse with like a swarm of flies all around it. I'm just like, wow. I'm gonna take some close up pictures. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, man, that's what's the for you guys' next album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the animal carcass theme. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I was right talking on. with we we interviewed Brooke from Impending Doom. Recently, I was telling him the story of there was a I was at a pig roast. (laughs) I took photos of like we had this pig spread out on a like a metal grate and just flames coming up through it. I took some photos of that, too. I'm just like, I don't know what it is with dead animal bodies that I like to photograph. But (laughs) I get it. I get the, you know, (laughs) that's awesome. You guys want to go down the line, all five of you and say, like, what your favorite it doesn't have to be Christian, but like what your guys like all time favorite records are. Oh my gosh. Like if I'm going to stick to the Christian thing, 
I guess I'm the- going to have to say Flesh and Blood by No Innocent Victim. Like, that record goes. Oh, okay. Oh, I love No Innocent Victim. <clears throat> um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I've been really into Dinosaur Jr. lately. Like, li- You're Living All Over Me. Fantastic record. <sighs> Dude. I could go on and on. Like, <laughs> Poison the Well, opposite of December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to... Dominate. Records I love. There's so many good ones. Or let this will be easier. What was like each of your guys' gateway albums into heavy music? Oh man! Oh, oh yeah. there you go. Oh yeah. For me, probably an ocean between us by As I Lay Dying. Yeah. Okay. That's probably, that's that's probably you know. There's a few other bands before yeah. that, but I heard uh, I heard the, the intro and then into that for that second track, nothing left on that album, and I was like, <laughs> I mean, I must have been in like eighth grade or ninth yeah. grade. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and it just it rocked my world, and I didn't know that was stuff. And you know, uh, I just you know. From that, even still, I find it hard to in my brain, and it might be a nostalgic thing. I don't know. I believe that record holds up as, in my opinion, their best. But at the time, I was like, I mean that that shot me right dead center into that, and and from there, it's only you know. Yep. So for me, it was old, not super old, but old Under Oath, probably like a mashup between their Chasing Safety and Define the Great Line. That was my okay, intro yeah. to. It's kind of music, and it's like the same thing. Like it just shot an arrow. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh man! Like I guess you just don't know what you don't know. So like, I had never heard anything like that before, and I was like, oh man! We were like on the way home from the like a beach trip or something. I was in the car, and like I was just like listening to those records over and over and over. I was just like, man! Like I've never heard anything like this. And then from there, that little seed, you know, turns mm-hmm. into you know, forest. So <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Oh me, um, <laughs> man. I think I think the first like heavy music I actually like heard and got into was Rituals of Life by Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, okay, and I was probably was like sweet. in seventh or eighth grade when I heard it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Like I had only listened to like you know the generic you know Switchfoot, Reliant K kind of mm-hmm. stuff up until mm-hmm. then. So. Hearing that was like, this is awesome. And it was like, yeah. you know, all downhill from there in a way. Just like <laughs> diving into all the bands. Or uphill. Similar, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so my, my answer is the the same for the other question as well. I'm telling you, it's Flyleaf self-title. That was it. Nice. I heard yeah. that and I was like, what's this? And you know, hearing like screaming in songs and fun guitar. I was like, this is so cool. And then after that, a buddy, he had, like, one of these, like, you guys remember, like, the ex-Christian yes. DVDs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah my, my friend Danny, he, like, he had me over his house and put this on. And <laughs> Under Oath's uh, Desperate Times, Desperate Measures music yeah. video was up there. I was like, what is this? I was like, you can scream through a whole song. <laughs> and then from there, it just, you know, <laughs> I found An Ocean Between Us and Pressure of the Hinges by Haste the Day. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And that was when all that, you know, that mess happened. Yeah. So my first metal album was Master of Puppets by Metallica. <laughs> okay. And like, I got it because I heard the songs that were on the radio. And then I listened to the whole album and I heard the songs that weren't radio friendly. And I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> and then a few years after that was when, be- 
when I became a Christian. So I got one of those X CD compilations <laughs> too. I think it was 2006. And what's that under oath song? It's like the real Ryan. No, it's they're only chasing safety. The reinventing your exit. The weird one. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, it's dangerous business. Ooh, that is a good one. Dangerous business walking out your front door. Yeah, Yeah. that was on that album, and I was like, "This is crazy." So I went and like listened to like everything Spencer Chamberlain under oath up until that point, and I was like, "This is like." crazy this is insane this is so good this is my favorite music now hmm. and it's wild to see like where they're at now but like how inspiring they were to like all of these like young christian kids I know. and just like what they've turned into you know like mute like you know christianity like aside like musically it's just it's it's like not even the same band yeah. you know yeah. even yeah. like the dallas taylor stuff inspired yeah. a lot of the stuff that i'm listening to now like mm-hmm. yeah you know not even christian bands just like a lot of the you know the metalcore revival and the hardcore scene like blistered like jesus peace and like all that you mm-hmm. know some of these bands what's like acts of depression is such a good yeah album. like so blistered good. not even a christian band like a straight edge just like old school metalcore band did an under oath rip like this band's <laughs> influence is insane yeah, yeah. So are you guys Team Dallas or Team Spencer? <laughs> uh, Dallas, 100%. Dan, I think the only one who believes that. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're close <laughs> to Team Spencer. Spencer's <laughs> Dude, Acts of Depression goes so hard. The album does. But Spencer vocally is. Changing of times. Just like this crazy post-hardcore record. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still asleep, but still, record. like, that song is peak, but... <laughs> do you guys get into mailing at all? Alright, so I saw them live years ago <laughs> oh, yeah. at a place called Hangar 84 in Vineland, New Jersey. Oh, it's closed down now. Yes. And I remember so I remember they had a lot of energy and <laughs> the <laughs> it was a stacked lineup. There, I think like four today was playing with like the Crimson Armada, the Color Morale. Oh, a, wow. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of bands. And I, I remember Maylene was last. And there was like, um, I had never listened to them at that point. Mm-hmm. But like four of my friends were like, you got to stay for Maylene. And I stayed for Maylene. And I remember like, it's not, it's not their fault, but like, half the crowd like dipped out during their set and i remember dallas was on stage like where'd everyone go and he just like (laughs) he he just like threw a chair or something and i was like whoa i don't even like i don't i don't even think the music registered with me but he was doing like flips like they were doing they were crazy they had a very very solid stage presence so dallas taylor you know excellent still so (laughs) yeah i'm i'm on the opposite side i love dallas taylor under oath Maylene, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, they were they were interesting. Okay, yeah. okay, it's not everyone's thing. Um, I want to ask, what's next for uh, Plead the Widow's Cause? Yeah. You guys got the show coming up May seventh. Um, you guys got any plans for like a tour or like more shows, festivals, new music, more music? Um, definitely looking into more into booking more shows. Okay, um, working on another one right now. Yeah. Um, no tours in the works, uh, as of yet, 
it. Um, but definitely looking into booking it, you know, as many shows as, as feasible and, and as, is doable for us, mm-hmm. you know, want to get our name out there and want to play and, and blend into the scene and break in there as much as we can. Right. We're always writing too. like always have, you know, songs just going through the brain and like, um, you know, you, you get a riff, you, you track it and you leave it and you maybe come back to it later. <laughs> but, um, so there, there's always stuff floating around. So yeah, for sure, there's for like, sure. you know, riffs I'm writing, new influences I'm experimenting with, you know, trying to do something a little different for the next record, whenever mm. that might be. That's sick. Are you guys pitching to labels? Are you guys trying to do the whole independent band thing? Uh, not really. I'm not too interested in labels, like unless there's something really solid. But... Yeah, there'd have to be something tailored pretty specifically, just gotcha. the way like life is working right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, do you, you never know what be a touring band, or are you guys kind of just play shows whenever, but we have our own lives? Yeah, like, we're all kind of old. Like, (laughs) (laughs) we got two parents in the band. Lives and wives. Yeah, lives and wives. wives. Um, Which, you know, uh, it's nice having wives that support you. and and, For sure. You know, and kids that support you, you know, <laughs> but it, you know, the pri- priorities happen and, and, you know, they're certainly first in line. Um, oh, yeah. but you know, it's, you never know what, what life throws your way. You know, I, I'd certainly be opening to talking about labels, but like I was saying, I mean, it'd have to be at this point, at least it would have to be pretty well tailored, yeah. um, just for certain things. But you know, being a, a DIY has worked, you know, so far, you know, and we enjoy like having. I don't know what kind of creative expression is removed or added at that point, but I've enjoyed at least you know being able to pretty much do whatever we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, we're we're not trying to like um, like the goal of the band was to never like blow up and become this giant touring band or anything. Like we just wanted to write cool music for people, and you know. And that was kind of it, you know, just play shows. Play just shows. shows are awesome. Play shows yeah. and, you know, just happens, meet new people. And, yeah. Have yeah. our friends mosh to us. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, a lot, not a whole lot of uh, giant aspirations for it, but it's, it's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just you, like, you know, with the stage of life we're all in right now, it would be very hard to be like a full-time touring band. Gotcha. However, we'll drive. We will drive anywhere. (laughs) So, (laughs) you guys, guys, drive, drive to uh, Vancouver. I'll come see you. (laughs) There you go. How many hours is that? (laughs) Enough. (laughs) (laughs) Probably costs a lot of gas. It's all good. You can plan for anything. You know. Yeah. It's just you know enough notice, enough time. You make almost anything work. Yeah. So we're all very flexible and, you know, we all, you know, we want to do this and I know we all love it and enjoy it. And mm-hmm. so definitely a lot of love and a lot of chemistry. So it's cool. You know, it's cool mm-hmm. when stuff works. Yeah. Like Chris said earlier, I definitely sense you guys have a strong sense of, I guess, brotherhood um, mm-hmm. or more than just like friendship. You guys all seem like brothers. You guys seem like family and you can definitely hear that in the music for sure. Uh, very cohesive. You guys are all very tight. And so, um, yeah, I just want to commend you guys on that. Um, real quick, before uh, before we wrap up, we've got uh, good for, I'm sure this will probably come out next week, but 
Uh, we've got Good Friday this week and we've got Easter this week. Is there anything you guys want to leave with the listeners who maybe haven't heard you guys, who may be struggling in their faith, struggling to find the Lord through this, uh, through this year, through these last couple of years? I would say don't trust your feelings. Look at what scripture says. Trust the promises of God, um, especially the person who's struggling in their faith, you know. Um, look at the basis of our worldview and the constancy of scripture, the constancy of God's promises and his standards. You know, look at that. And even from a logic, a logical point of view, the only thing the world can do is borrow. Borrow consistency, borrow morality, you know. Uh, biblical basis for morality is, is, is the truth. And, you know, when you look at what Jesus did and, and, um, and how he died and rose again, you know, think about those things and, and just understand that no matter how disconnected or, or dry you're feeling, cause I feel like I go through most of my life being just dry as a desert. I just, you know, I, I there's a, a period where I, I, you know, and these guys can attest, I was, you know, so, and I didn't even know it, you know, just, you're so wrapped up in feeling a certain way, you know, and, and I, you know, you're so wrapped up in chasing a feeling, you don't even know you are chasing one. And so, so much of what evangelical Christianity today, not all of it, but a lot of it is become very, you know, emotionally focused and, and you got to draw off of that and just draw onto what scripture says about mm-hmm. trusting the Lord that he's constant. He will never leave you, never forsake you. And, and, you know, he will never let you slip out of the palm of his hand, no matter what, no, the worst thing you could do, he's already, he's already died and paid for it. You know, it's not an excuse or a means to keep sinning or to wallow in your sin, you know, but to pursue holiness, you know, and by the grace of God, he helps us. And so that's where I would, that's what one, that's one thing I would say. Yeah. I would say, focus on him. Stop focusing out on yourself. Look at him you know, and I guess treat it like it's a relationship, you know, be be present for it. Um, fall in love with it, you know, be, be in the word, read. Yeah. Be um, intentional. Yeah. Like, mm. you know, if you're not like you will, you're not going to feel things you're, you know, whether or not his promises are true, which they are, they always are. It's going to damage you by not being in that, you know, so just you know, focus on him, focus on what he's done for you, you know, love it. Wow. Amen. Thank you guys. That, that was, was, so that was good. great. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, we've really enjoyed this. We were looking forward to this all week. So uh, I'm glad we were able to make it happen so seamlessly. <laughs> 24 hour notice pretty much. <laughs> uh, thank Sorry you. to keep you guys up so late. Yeah. <laughs> um, could you, you guys have anything you want to plug? Got merch. Yeah, we do got, have merch. We got merch on our Bandcamp page. Uh, shirts, CDs. We're going to get more shirts made here soon. Yep, getting to roll out another line of shirts. Okay. Um, probably another another bit of that same design, and then uh, got a new design coming soon. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, mm-hmm. You search uh, Plead the Widow's Cause at, uh, on Bandcamp.com. Um, mm-hmm. If you find us on Instagram, just at Plead the Widow's Cause. Same thing for Facebook. Um uh, it's kind of drifting away, but people still use Facebook. So uh, <laughs> no matter what, no matter what it is, just 
Yeah, MySpace, no. We're MySpace. Not MySpace. <laughs> We're not on MySpace. Should we should be on MySpace. Only MySpace. But no, just <laughs> at Plead the Widow's Cause. And then, you know, there's we got a link tree on there. And it'll, you know, take us to Spotify. Take you to Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, which is where you'll find the merch. Um, so we got physical copies of CDs. And like I said, uh, another round of the same design coming soon. And, uh, and a new design coming real soon. So yeah. we're definitely staying active and, you know, just keep an eye, follow us on all social media, you know, we'll post some good content. Yeah. So sweet. Well, welcome to the scene guys. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you for having us. Yes. Sweet. Thank you guys. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for more episodes coming in the near future. We got some really cool stuff planned for you. And uh, once again, thank you to our Patreon supporters. You guys can go check that out. Wherever you're listening to this or watching it, there should be a link, a link tree available, and it'll lead you to where you need to go. But yeah, we really hope that you guys dug this episode. And if you've missed any of our recent episodes, definitely go back and check some of those that we've recently had. Uh, Steve Cabucci, Brooke Reeves, some awesome, awesome people and uh, awesome conversations that we had with them. So Go and check those out. Oh, and especially our episode with Tyler and Gary on the all-consuming podcast. That was a really funny, nostalgic episode as well. So thank you to Plead the Widow's Cause, and we will see you again soon.